When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. All right. Uh, we need to get serious. We got a lot to dig into, a lot to catch up on. Hi, Austin. <laughs> Not a question, but rather feedback for the bonus podcast you did on Breath of the Wild. Keep it coming. I really enjoyed deep dives on a single topic, something I feel long-form audio is particularly suited to. I love having things like this in my feed. I'm yet to add something to your question bucket because the caliber of questions is so far as intimidatingly good. But if if I have something that I can contribute, I will be sure to do so. Keep up the good work. Really enjoy hearing from you, Patrick and Danielle. Signed, Jesse. Give me the date. Hold on, let me guess. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so Breath of the Wild, spoiler cast. Mm. So that switch, Breath of the Wild, March um, 2017. I'm going to guess. The, the spoiler cast has got to be a couple weeks after that, right? So I'm saying early April, like April 3rd. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to counter this. April 17th. Penny's date is May. Spoiler Do you have cast. a suspicion? Then we're going to have a spoiler April cast. April 31st. So yeah, I, I I regret. I'm going. I'm moving to May. It's so gonna some, be you're May. moving I'm a, I'm to May. May okay. I moved to May. I'm gonna, I'm to gonna shock you all. This came in fourth of March, 2017. <laughs> I don't understand. Hey, wait, wait, wait. What? Sorry. How the fuck did they do that? Wait, that's weird. Spo- it, so wait, they said spoiler cast, right? Yes. You know, uh, I didn't no, get that bo- game. Sorry, early? no, no, no. Bonus podcast. Bonus podcast. Also, oh. that's. <laughs> Okay, sorry. I thought I heard spoiler, and so I was trying to think. Hey, Ren, maybe don't <laughs> on a podcast. Kato, can wait, we, can we delete that? Wait, 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 wait. I know we don't even call attention to it. Yeah. Fair, good counterpoint. Waypoint, waypoint, blazing new trails in. In every medium. All the way, yeah, all the way up to the end. You know, no credit cards on this one, but hey, give us time. No, I can <laughs> do that. Exactly. <laughs> What's good, Internet? It's May 5th, 2023, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio episode 564. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and I'm joined by Ricardo Contreras. I like that the structure as we go on, like, just things are moving. Things are Don't shifting. Don't worry about it. It's amazing. <laughs> Patrick Klepek. I was at my kid's open house and I heard someone say the last day of school is June 2nd and a single tear rolled down my face because I was like, yeah, it is the last day of school, motherfucker. Because I'm losing my job on the same day that my kid goes to his top being a first grader. God damn it. I have no money in the bank because of you people. Because of this school. And Renata Price. Hi. Are you ready for graduation day? <laughs> da- da- damn right I am. I love I love growing up. <laughs> should and we just I feel like we should just have um like a clock going that when it goes off, Rob has to go one question up on the chain. It doesn't matter where the discussion <laughs> is, is just like like just go wherever you just picked a question, you gotta go one up and just start reading it. Or maybe every every segment break. 
Every yeah. time we're moving from one thing to the next, Rob, you must you must pick from that bucket and go up uh, from from the bottom up. I have a question. How? What's the number, Rob? Can you say the number out loud into the microphone? Oh, uh, sorry. What number? The mailbag number? Yeah, the mailbag number. Oh, um, let's, let me see here. Oh, uh, five thousand six hundred and twenty two. <laughs> okay. okay. Kings of efficiency. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna get to all of them, but we're gonna we're gonna do our damnedest. Uh, so, hey, speaking of graduation day, uh, you know, achieving new stages, uh, growing, mm-hmm. growing mm-hmm. up, maybe becoming something, uh, you know, more than you were before. I hope that happens to Redfall. I hope that they, I hope that Redfall can go to school and uh, continue to like learn and grow and evolve because I was crushed by disappointment playing Redfall and I went in with like I thought moderate expectations. I really thought like this game was going to get a bad rap and y'all. I think we gave it a pretty favorable lab condition. We we gave it I, I, arguably the best possible lab conditions, and it still felt really bad. Um, I mean, because it, it does this. This game does come into an environment in which I think there has been a like broader disappointment in Xbox delivering uh, games. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, it's it has not been that long since Hi-Fi Rush, and I think that is going to be one of the best games this year. It hasn't uh, been certain, long since Pentiment. Come on, folks. But I think we are yeah. talking. That's a, it's a scale difference, right? Like, um, whatever you think, uh, like you don't like Insomniac Spider-Man games or the God of War games. Like, there is a certain level and expectation of like these these big like uh big scaled experiences that Microsoft has just not been able to effectively deliver for the better part of. 10 years, you know, outside of uh, like continuing Halo, continuing Gears of War. Um, they just have, they've been a, a kind of feels like they're spinning their wheels, buying a lot of studios, but then, okay, where are the games from those studios? And Redfall from Arcane, um, you know, is this actually Harvey Smith's team? Is this something they're working on? Like, who knows? Like, it's an Arcane game and was hyped as such. And so I think there's a lot being put on this release that is a, about broader questions like what is Xbox? What is the state of Xbox? Does this make you scared as hell about what Starfield is or isn't? Yeah, I um so to to set the table a little bit, like Redfall is I think kind of a neat idea, uh certainly. It's it's a like there is a looter shooter with some like arcane uh take on immersive sim elements. Uh it is you can set flush in the a, toilets. Yeah, so that's I, I would argue that's very generous. <laughs> it might be, but I'm, I'm in a generous mood, and I do think you know, like there's there's cool things here. Like the whole thing is it's a looter shooter set in uh, supernatural horror in small town America. Hell yeah! Uh, you know, a town has been taken over by vampires, but they're vampires who sort of came about because of an unethical. Uh, like biotech firm. I think you, you know, Ren, you use the phrase, it's like vampire Theranos. Yes, uh, that is the, Triggered yeah. a vampire apocalypse and they slowly took over this town and now in its death throes, uh, they've sort of gone full mask off. They've, they're, you know, they're consuming the sun and uh, preparing their plan to sort of take over the world and do awaken as one of four characters with different sort of class abilities. 
on this ferry that was supposed to bring people, you know, out of the town to safety that the vampires like is a it's an arresting image. They, you know, they froze the ocean effectively, not like with ice, but like just pause waves wave motion. Like stasis. Everything like, like it's like, yeah, it's, it's sick. Like it's a like it's it, it, like every time I get a glimpse like up on a hill and look over and see all the water like just sitting there with boats like in place. It's yeah. a really striking visual. And it's it's a good one to start on. Um but you know like yeah. <laughs> and from there you make your way back to shore and into the town. You link up with survivors and you begin doing missions around this uh, around this town uh which is sort of a uh you know decently sized small town but a lot of wilderness you know there's canyons hills uh you know a lot of like neighborhood city streets and you're doing missions to go break the vampire's hold uh on this on this community but like one of the really cool things is rather than just doing unlike the left for dead or like back for blood thing where every uh section every mission you're doing is like a self-contained like level what's what's kind of nifty here is that you are very destiny style you are in this place, the map is open, and you and your crew are just like wandering through the world, uh, completing completing these objectives. And I would say, like, you know, there's uh, you know, as you allude to, Patrick, like there's a lot of arresting imagery here. There's a lot of like cool vibe here. Uh there, there there's a like what feels like a lot of promise. I was getting secret world vibes uh in the in the opening of this thing. But we were all four us playing it together. Uh, the you know we're all we're all on comms. We're all shooting the shit. It's like the most different classes, right? We can, yeah, specifically picked like like hey, let's make sure we represent a little bit of the the four that are that are here. Yeah, and it was it's just like this is this is where like co op shooters like this are are generally at their best. And it did not take long before I began to get a real sinking feeling because I was not having any fun, <laughs> nor did I really feel like it mattered that y'all were there really. Yeah. Nope. Did anyone else? So who else like tried it solo for a bit? I, I, I did, mm-hmm. you know, well, you, you sort of need to get through the opening, uh, like kind of fire station in order to get, uh, like, I think in a position to even play with other characters, or at least that unlocks your first ability. Yeah. Um, but I have not spent, I, I spent a little bit of time outside of that playing on my own and found it to be a confusing experience because the, I had a, very, I had a specific instance, like vampires are like kind of like mini, not even quite mini bosses, but they're, they're like an elevated. Yeah, they're like, yeah, named enemies, like an elevated enemy, like beyond like the cultists that are, those are like your basic soldiers that you're finding all over the place. Um, and I have this sequence where like these helicopters fall down and that's like signals like the first main, major mission that you can go on. But it's it's a pretty far ways away and you have the opportunity and the game actually points this out specifically is like, hey, mm-hmm. you can head right in that direction or like if you go to the left, there's some other stuff and like uh, you can find a fast travel point. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I start wandering in that direction. I don't have like other three other people in this situation kind of like poking around, no. like showing me like, hey, I found something or like there's a there's, you know, a supply chest over here that might might have some, you know, drops in it. Uh, the game like doesn't have a great visual language for communicating what I should or shouldn't be interested in. It doesn't have a great visual language for communicating like usually in an arcane game or an immersive sim. I'm used to the architecture in front of me is inherently interesting. It is here for a reason meant to be explored. Yeah. And more often than not in 
this game, it's like I'll walk up to a building and that door is not only locked as though like I, you know, maybe it's locked from a lockpick, but more often than not, it was just locked and there's no way to get into this building. There is no story in here for me to discover. There is no like letters for me to read. And I don't even know where to begin looking for that stuff. So I kind of ignore it. I was like, fine, I'll just, maybe there's less of that here or it's more contained. I'll just keep walking down this street uh, and we'll see what happens sort of on the combat layer. Well, like I kind of come around a corner and I hear some vampires whispering. I'm like, all right, time to get in a vampire fight. And there's three of them. Get my shotgun out. Got this one umbrella power that you know, like it, it sucks up energy and then you can spit it back out. Doesn't feel really good to use, but I'm, you know, hey, it's early. Like I don't, maybe I just don't know how it all feels. And I managed to take them out, stake them. And I'm like, all right, like that was kind of satisfying and kind of interesting. Like, let's go see what the next thing is. And I'd walked five virtual feet away from where those vampires had been gathered in a hallway, came back that exact same way. And those three vampires were there again, mm. huddling around with the same lines, muttering the same things, and their attention was immediately drawn to me. I was not in a position to win this fight at this point. I'd used up most of my health packs. I'd used a bunch of my shotgun ammo. I immediately die, end up back at the fire station, and sort of just look at myself and go, I don't really want to leave this but Maybe I'll just stay here and hope someone else figures out this whole vampire <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there was a glimpse when I was playing it alone of like the game this could have been. <laughs> um, where like I kind of went into just like, all right, it tells you at the very beginning, it's like, hey, you can just sneak around these people. Like stealth is, is an option. Like look for alternate <laughs> paths. And I played like that first mission where the helicopters come down, uh, with that in mind, like sneaking around, trying not to get into trouble too much on the assumption sort of that, like, yeah, if you like take a bad fight, you'll eventually, um, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll turn, it'll go bad for you. But, and it seemed like, okay, like maybe this is early. Maybe once I unlock more of my kit, like it'll be a little bit more interesting. And like, I'm being funneled in a, in a situation where like, um, the, the fights aren't too hard or anything like that. Um, and then we, then we played together and like started just rolling every single group of enemies we came, we came to, right? Um, there was like maybe one fight during our session that was like a little bit difficult that we can the talk about. Enemy, yeah. Oh, when the Vex showed up? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Then I, I like later went back and like played a little bit by myself again and just started getting into every fight I could get into and like at least at the at the like standard quote unquote normal difficulty it was very like oh I don't ever need to worry about being caught it feels like unless I like see one of those big yeah. boss enemies uh, but like for most of the part like in like at least the opening areas it's like it felt it's suddenly like it it washed away this like tension that was there when I was playing on my own and like trying to do stealth and trying my best not to get like caught out because I thought like, Oh, it might, it might go bad. Like that actually doesn't, ex that was all in it. <laughs> uh, uh, me role-playing, playing a different type of arcane game. Well, that's, and that's the, that's the, yeah. That, yeah that, I think that is like a really important note to point out is that it felt like you're role-playing how you would play a dishonor mm -hmm. or, uh, less prey. Prey is a little more, you know, aggressive. But dishonor. Which is this uh, is that's this studio, right? Is the prey one? Y yes. I, I mean, 
a lot of you know their the creative lead of prey uh you know left um so i mean i calling it the prey team is always difficult because like yes like this division of arcane made it how much of that team made prey is still here i don't know but you are right that technically like that was the previous game from from the studio but it seems that yeah it's more role playing how you would play and th- that extends to the exploration part right like i feel like i'm role playing an arcane like in, in many ways this feels like mm-hmm. it's role playing an arcane game but without the substance to match it and when you're trying to meet it where you think it's communicating to you on that level what you just end up finding is is that it's not it's not it's not that experience or it's not as as deep ren you had a really interesting point when we were we were playing together that um it feels like the power distribution of these characters is mm-hmm. one character that got cut into four pieces and that if this was all from a power set for one character it'd be really interesting to do some really interesting things but divided into four uh it doesn't always feel whole yeah and like i I also don't think that it really puts you in situations where it asks you to try and use those powers in concert with one another um which is which is a bummer i mean like the the solo bit that i played when i played this game a few months ago in like a press event i would say it was in better shape than what we played today uh, the performance was better. The enemy AI was working a little bit better. The vertical slice that they showed me was like a, a bit more coherent than anything I've seen so far in a way that's like re- really disappointing. Yeah. Cause you, yeah, you came out of that event, you know, not saying it was going to be great, but that, oh, there could be something here, which is of course the trap of any preview event. Like they are presenting their, their best foot forward. It is running on a PC with everything cranked up. Um, and then what you actually end up uh, playing uh, can be a slightly uh, different uh, experience. But, you know, it was like I picked the, you know, the purple character because I liked the the, whole, the elevator power. This is a jump. It's still a, 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 a visually very neat image. And there was a moment where we were going up a, <clears throat> a canyon and like I haven't I hadn't found a reason to use this power like practically. Like there wasn't any reason to jump in the sky and shoot at an enemy and mm-hmm. The, the, the scale of the buildings also don't really require, like, send somebody up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just it's just cool. And it is cool. And, like, the fact that I can jump up on one and then lay another and create a set of platforms would be cool if there had been a discernible reason to do that. Except for Kato being like, we're going up these canyons. Wouldn't it be sick if we just, just jump, jump up, up the canyons instead? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that would be sick. Uh, and we so Kato and I do that. Yeah. <laughs> that was sort of the extent of... <laughs> <laughs> um, beyond like laying down one of those and it, it is neat to watch my friends shoot into the air, but it didn't seem like it pro- provided any tactical advantage. It was just neat. And, you know, it's like, that's one of my primary powers. I, it, <laughs> well, it does feel like it's a game that wants to, uh, that wants you to like, you see something in the far distance and you like clamber up like the side of a, a house to get like a better viewpoint of something or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like they they've left a lot of handholds so you can do that even if you don't have one of the jumpy powers but the jumpy power just becomes kind of like a this is a shortcut to that instead instead of oh, like having to it, clamber up bit- the like pipes on the side of the building i can just yes. like, go straight up yes. there <laughs> and the thing it's a small thing but the thing that you pointed out kato which like drove me up a wall oh, the yeah. more i thought about it <laughs> yeah. was when you when you jump in the air, like it doesn't auto sort of like clamor you up something. Yeah. And like the way clamoring climbing works in this is a little 
it's just not super clear. It's, it feels very – sometimes leaving it fuzzy is good so that players can mm-hmm. feel like they're doing things that they should quote-unquote shouldn't do even if the, the the design allows for it. But it didn't feel good to like launch in the air like I was using a controller, like hit the A button and hope that that lined up. And I did. Like, I was able to make it work. But I don't know. There was just something about the verticality, yeah. maneuverability elements that just don't – there's like it a, doesn't feel good. I remember there was a when there was one moment where you were trying to get up a, a, onto a roof and you hit the edge and it started to fall down before I had told you you hit the button again. Yeah. And what you your character model was hitting the edge was with their ankles. Like your feet had <laughs> caught the edge and then you started sliding down. <laughs> just like in the, well, the window. Just like, yeah. Oh, the then, window thing too. Yeah. God, were we uh I don't know which how you got into that house, Rob, but like you know, these these you know, these games in general like present that like, hey, you're gonna bust a window, get into it. Ren busted a window that the character model could go through. Kato and I busted windows the character model could not go through. <laughs> not and they just... but but the window breaks. Yeah. Like you can hit it, it shatters, and then cannot get through. And then we just so, had to like find the one that Ren had had gotten into. I went into a window and like smashed it, and there was like window sash that I had to sort of duck under to get into the house. Yeah. Um that was and, the same yeah, sort of looking I window. I was crouching. We were, we were, we were crouching. crouching on that windowsill <laughs> trying to like Hey. Well, maybe, you know, I mean, look, the game is set in Massachusetts, which you wouldn't know, judging from the sheer number of Troy Baker doing a like uh, like West Texas accent uh, type voices, voice characters that you get in here. Oh, uh, it's all like it was our yeah. kid Austin. <laughs> oh, my God. Stupid, stupid. I hate. Uh. But yeah, it's like it, the game is pointedly like this is in Massachusetts. Yeah, and at every turn, it's like, oh, the dead are walking the earth. I don't know what to do about this, brother. And it's it's like oh, we got to get to Marblehead, and it's it's just a, it's just absurd. Uh, but the other like, I think go with the power thing for a second because y'all don't know how good you had it. Because you weren't playing a stealth-focused fucking character in Redfall. I was playing the sniper. My move my move no, set no. to start out was send your little raven out to gather information. The raven fl- flies like 10 feet, well under the draw distance of the game. So it doesn't, like, you're just like, raven, do you not see the fucking, like, guys coming? And the raven's like, caught, no! And just disappears, and then you got your raven back. Yeah. Two, two, I could turn invisible, which sounds cool, except... <laughs> The 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 enemies can't fucking see you anyway. There's a point where it like sneaked into like the building where the virus the the pirate the pirates the vampires virates vampire pirates vampire pirates uh, they, yeah. they have a pirate radio, pirate radio yeah virates yeah. the 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 vampires are like broadcasting these like a honeypot uh like rescue messages to lure people to their deaths. I I sneak in there, and I'm just caught full out like exposed in the middle of the room to a couple of like the uh like human guards in the room and I see them they get through like three question marks over their head and then they don't nothing happens and I wait and they wait and I wait and then they're like is somebody here and I swear <laughs> to god I'm standing dead in like plain view of this character and so it's like I can turn invisible. That's that's a power, but it's it's like it's so moot in a game in a game that works this way. Mm-hmm. And and also there's no 
reason, you know, we've discussed how maybe there's not a ton of reason to stealth in general, but there's even less reason to do that in multiplayer, right? Like somebody is going to break, you know, uh, you know, open fire and then all the enemies are going to coalesce and then suddenly, a, you know, a huge part of your power set, finding enemies, going invisible, mm-hmm. t- two of those are no longer functionally, like, yeah. doing anything in the midst of the fight, which then is going to require the, the, the gunplay to make up for that and, you know, I don't think it's terrible, but it's not, it's not good, right? Like, it's yeah. not, it's I not, think it's I might not say reach, it's terrible. You might say it's terrible. I might say it's terrible. <laughs> Like it's, like it's fine. Except for when my it, sniper it's broke. Fine. And, I think it's uh, fine. Well, yeah. Do you want to explain what happened to your sniper rifle? <laughs> um, basically, whenever I tried um, to aim, da, ba, it, dee, ba, dee, da. <laughs> tried to aim down the side, the uh, down the sights. My character, I guess, put the sights just like up to their face, like be, like it looked like it was trying to zoom in. It, it did the vignetting of going into a, a sniper sight. <laughs> and then you could, in the dead center was just an opaque sight, like the opaque sight that the model that's on top of my gun as I carry it around, totally blocking the view. <laughs> just spectacular. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kato couldn't use, and that never went away. Like that, nope. like, you could not use scoped weapons I, uh, for the duration of the session. I, well, I, I didn't, I didn't find a different sniper to try to change into, but I swapped that gun out for other guns, and like all the iron sights worked. It was treating that scope, that model, like an iron sight, even though that model is not see through. <laughs> <laughs> Just all sorts of other weirdness. Yeah. So. We got started late in the, in, in our like the session we were doing, so I had to jump out after a little while to go pick up my uh, my kid from school. And when I came back, I was gone for twenty five ish minutes, and y'all had kept playing and, and done some other stuff. And I I managed to get reinvited to the session. And then when I get in, well, for one, it doesn't drop you anywhere near where you are. It's just like, hey, do you want to start at the main area at the start that's very far away from your friends? I guess okay. There is fast travel, but like I log in, my character has leveled up and also like on the right, it shows like 15 weapons that it, I was like, I wasn't here. Like, what what are these weapons? Like, what is the context of them? And it also swapped out my loadout um, and it taken like my greens, my blues and like, you know, the orange, like, or, you know, like kind of like the, the weapons and had taken the ones I'd picked like my pistol, assault rifle, shotgun. Well, you don't want those anymore. You want three, like, commons, like, <laughs> equipped. And so, like, the first fight I got into, I'm like, this doesn't feel as What's going Why do I have two assault rifles? And it's like, oh, the game just took them away. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's just like things. Yeah. You know, the, well, we also, switch, switch games, progress lost, doesn't show levels representative of what the characters actually are. <laughs> That's, this is a wild thing. We had two crashes, and I'm pretty sure, I, I, uh, let's say like a 70% sure I guess uh, that yeah. the reason that the, both of our crashes happened was that somebody, one single person in our group leveled and because it would break and toss everyone out and then we would come back and like everyone would have and somebody would have an extra level and then and then also it, when we logged in it showed everyone's levels incorrectly to every, it showed like everyone as level 1 even though we were all like level 2 or level 3 it characters changed. it kept it changing ren was like listed as a level 2 and then it went down to a level 1 and i don't 
know why. And it was, we don't know, like, is that relative? Yeah. Because it's like, it's, it's like changing, uh, you know, the, the characters because we're in a game that's starting earlier in the story. Is it a bug? It feels like a bug. Say? Con- con- like connected, a bug. connected to the, what I'm pretty sure is the like leveling up just breaks the session, which is mm-hmm. rough given that like you want to get into some like you want to level up you want those those uh, uh, abilities that they've been slowly doling out oh, very slowly <laughs> yeah big old web of abilities that i'm never going to see cuz uh that is way more than i want to invest in this the web and- the web isn't even here's the thing the the first like there's like an inner ring to that web the things that like, closest to the center that's that's it that's the abilities everything after that changes those abilities slightly yeah right like those it's like it's not like there's like a million different things like you have your set of like three things like two normal ones that you can use regularly and one that's like an ultimate quote-unquote that like has a longer cooldown and then some like health upgrades and stuff i mean i i i really do think that like the core problem in this game is that it seems like they stripped the core functionality out of like every one of these abilities and then put it later down the tech tree. Like I I cannot get over the fact that to do a bomb jump with the C4, you have to like get to level five and upgrade it to that point because it means that until then I have fuck all to do with, with that power, right? Like I can throw it at enemies, I guess, but like, I, I can't do anything more with it. I can't do anything interesting with it. There are no like fun combos I can create with like, you know, Kato or Patrick or Rob in these situations. Can you light yourself on fire? Isn't that what happened at one point? No. Now, it I, was the environment, right? Oh, yeah, okay. I, yeah, th- I it thought the that was a C4 thing well, at the end of the helicopter bit. No, no, it was the environment because I kept wandering off uh, because I thought I you started cool, that fire with that, with the C4, the helicopter oh, yeah, fire. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, well, we wouldn't know you had wandered off, so it's yeah. no, there's no, no, was, no, no one saw. Cool, cool. Renata was hanging out and was kind of wandering off every once in a while because uh, I was just like, I don't know, I wanted to find stuff. I was really trying to like the game. I was trying. You really, want to find really some hard. more gasoline spilled all over? Like that. That's also like a strange part of the environmental dressing of this game is that there are just batteries, gasoline. ATVs, so many like, so like many. Pyramid, the pyramids of car batteries are really fucking weird. Yeah, um, so because the funny. game wants it's uh, you know we you know we talked about Dialing Two you know a couple of weeks back a game like sort of built around chaining elemental uh, attacks and like using that to manipulate the enemies in front of you. This game like wants some of that, so it's like you're just constantly walking around. It's just shimmering gas just on the spilled on the ground that you can fire at and that will create fire and occasionally can have sort of like domino effects on like a car nearby it, it didn't seem all that functionally you, you like once you're in the thick of battle i wasn't really thinking about about that stuff um all that much and it's just kind of there and then you'll notice it like the, its main use was so that i control like the people i was playing with where if you shoot <laughs> the electric ones it'll zap people like a little bit. And so like, I would shoot it from afar knowing somebody was walking up to it. It's like, fuck, God damn it. Patrick shot one of the electric things again. It's like, that's the the extent of fun yeah. I'm getting out of these environmental trappings is screwing with the, the people I'm playing with, which is, you know, some of that is part of any multiplayer game, but I think it's, you know, I, Rob, we had this experience with dead Island too. What I was hopeful for of that game was 
hey, maybe this is just sort of like a podcast multiplayer game. Um, kind of like how I feel about when I play have played like Diablo in the past. I and mean, Diablo is a better game, but like, hey, sometimes just having something to do that feels okay with other people is enough. And 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 maybe it doesn't work as well solo, but like maybe like the additive like social atmosphere uh can make it work. I think we found in Dead Island 2 that was not the case. I think we I think the game uh our 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 feelings on it got worse by the time we were done with that, you know, two hours uh in there in co-op. And I, you know, I don't think the multiplayer, other than just it's always nice to have friends around, I don't know how additive it was, both as we've noted from a lack of a real reason to have the powers intersect with one another or like natural ways for that to occur. Um, and just like combat is not that more interesting with other, other people. No. no and not. like so much of it is just like, you know, maybe it changes a bit as the, as the game goes on, but like there just wasn't a lot of interesting things happening to force us to change our tactics. Like it was a lot of like, you know, you mentioned staking the vampires, like, the vampires show up and they're just, yeah, they're just dudes with slightly more hit points. You shoot the shit out of them. They can warp around a little bit and do spooky vampire stuff. But ultimately you shoot them a lot. And then the twist is at the end, you go up to them and you put, a, you hit, you press F to put a stake through their heart and they turn into a little pile of ash with little trinkets for you to loot, uh, like apples that the vampire had on them that you can turn into <laughs> currency. Uh, the, sorry, uh, that auto convert into currency. Yeah. Uh, the minute you yeah. pick up a trinket, it's like that's worth this much money. Uh, so you're basically just like putting shit in your pocket and it's like turning into value uh, right away. But even there, it's like, you know, it's it never feels like, oh, like we missed our window to stake the vampire because, you know, the, the ads aren't that bad. You can just walk up and, and do it. Yeah, the windows and are long. probably somebody has a stake launcher. So <laughs> when they last hit the vampire with a stake launcher, it's dead anyway. So that isn't uh, good. That isn't going to matter. Um, the enemies like kind of just proceed directly to you uh, and just sort of like march toward you and open fire and you just like put them down. There's just like not a real, it, it, it's not really engaging combat. Some of the weapons you have are cool. I think firing flare guns ruled like the flare mm -hmm. gun is an interesting thing where um, I had a double barreled flare gun and That's sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And like the thing is like, Oh, so this is the other thing. Uh, this game uses pro projectile weapon like uh yeah. hit tracking really extensively so like the flare gun is cool but it is tricky to use because the thing takes forever to fucking fire like you press the trigger and you get that whole like delayed whoosh, as the flare like fires up and launches and then it's really slow so like you have to really lead the target even at close ranges because this thing is just not going to be that fast but once it does it, it lights them on fire bullet drop a real thing with the yeah. sniper rifles uh, in this game. You gotta you gotta calculate bullet drop a lot. Uh, the UV ray gun, I thought was really fucking cool, and probably the closest I came to like we're doing it. We're a team. <laughs> everybody worked. Everybody gather yes. around the UV gun. Yes, that one. The the destiny <laughs> the destiny uh, boss mini boss. How, how does the UV boss. gun work? Like what what makes it? It's a like, why is that? The be uh, you fire beams, uh, and once you fire the beams, uh, it turns a vampire to stone, and then you have to break ah. the vampire once they're turned to stone. And it can help as like a crowd control thing. So like when we were fighting the siphon, for example, that annoying motherfucker who drew all, who took all of our blood away from eighty five feet. Took um, all of our blood. Bad enemy, bad enemy. By the way, let me just let me just say, I thought it was neat. 
<laughs> our best encounter, though. At least we died. You know what I mean? Like there was act. There was at least something. some measure of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some measure of of, of tension that <laughs> I was lacking. Mostly felt irritation. With the <laughs> yeah, concept. no, exactly. I was I was mostly annoyed. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was that was the emotion that the siphon managed to pull out of me. But like you know, I got downed, and then I was just like spraying it with a UV gun from the ground, and it kept like turning to stone, and then breaking free, and then turning to stone, and then breaking free, and then turning to stone, and then breaking free. Um, but well, one of those times were, you turned it to stone, I got I got close enough to to shoot it. Yeah, you shot it. Yeah, it was really it was, it was great. Well, it was and the, its powers were a little bit out of context. It had the uh, the Vex style rotating shield, yeah, with the gaps in it, yeah. But For like, like wa- nothing. Why? It didn't well, matter anything. Was, seen they, the vampires. They do. were they were water. It was water water shields, and he was in the in the port area <laughs> of that of the map. Right. Cool. The, That's great. The problem is, Kato, that none of the guns are high enough damage for to actually, like, go through the fucking shield and, like, kill them in a reasonable amount of time. I felt like it was You have to aim for the gaps. Like, the shields are... No, I know you have to aim for the gaps. The gaps are really small, and they don't last long. And so (laughs) I would fire my assault rifle and get, like, three shots between the gaps before it would, like, turn again, and then it was, like, doing no fucking damage. This is is the one time that I found being above helped like i got onto a roof oh, right because you could look down during that yeah. time and i just like pelted it i got on, i got under head. it and i was just like because <laughs> the fuck were floating yeah and i was like well that's a horrible decision because you have no top or bottom mistake. armor what are you doing yeah, yeah. but uh yes. yeah but, but still didn't matter because like i was getting i was getting drained like crazy so i, I also got right. down and then kato uh clutch kato uh carried uh see 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 uh, carry, carry the team, but yeah, CC's in the chat. And then we got into the event where the mission was going to end, and then and then it crashed. And then we did our final check of like, was it this, like the game didn't the game didn't crash? Like we got kicked out of the the, the session. The session yeah. was now that's different yeah. than Rob tabbing, which was crashing the every game. time. <laughs> but that's but this is like reading a, reading a network dis- disconnect. We're all playing on PC. Yeah. Um. Uh. And um, so Kato and I had good performance. I think we like for me the game fucking couldn't be me. That was there was there was moments where like it started hitching when we were all running at the same time, and it. I mean, I'm playing on a kind of monster of a machine. You two are playing on Beast, so you don't count. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I think Ren and I have like more normal PCs, and like the the game. You know, the art style doesn't look bad, but like it doesn't strike you as a game that you look at and go, dang, my PC is about to get, right. you know, like put through the ringer a right. little bit. It, it looks just, Ooh, it looks I'm, about to be, I'm about to get blasted. Yeah, yeah it's GPU. Ooh. <laughs> it's not, it's Ooh. not, yeah, it's not ultra realistic. Ooh. It's stylized and it's stylized in a way where there's a little less need for like high def, like a uh, yeah, high res detail. Game, it's like, right. It's like, yo, I'm going to have to shoot up this DLSS in order to like, you know, right. keep it at this like level of detail and whatever. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, it just was hitching all the time. Like it was, it, the performance was bad. Like, every time I staked a, a vampire, I was just like, I don't know what to do with this. Patrick, um, and how long would you say you were in single digit FPS? It was random. So Ren and I both had the same situation where, uh, I feel like it was happening less after the patch, but I don't, I feel like it, maybe it still happened. But like there was instances where you'd pause the game to go to your loadout and it would take a long time for the model to come in. And then the game would be operating at an extremely slow frame rate. And sometimes I'd have to jump into the options menu, come back out for the game to 
uh, do whatever. I don't know. But like it, it was it was rare. Mm. You know, like when when Kyle and I were playing Jedi Survivor, like that game has lots of performance issues, still does. But like the issues were obvious, which like I'm in the open space. This is clearly harder to render frame rate and screen tearing bad. Whereas frequently in Redfall, my performance is abysmal, but there's no discernible like reason for it on the screen. Like I'm just walking down a street. There's no enemies and like the frame rate will tank for a moment before it catches up again. Was that ex- your experience oh, of how, how it worked or was it, yeah. was it significantly different? No, it was, it was basically exactly that. Just completely fucking inconsistent. I mean, like I was, I was watching my, my computer's performance in the other window. Cause when I'm having issues with the game, I pull up my task manager to see what's going on internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, my memory was peaking constantly. Uh, I only have 16 gigabytes of RAM. And I'm, so I'm wondering if this game is just such a massive memory hog that my system can't keep up with it because like anything opening menus, staking vampires, moving from area to area, would would cause it i will yeah i i have i have have 16 as well and i have i have thought that maybe that is you know sometimes the the bottleneck on 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 my machine but i i don't know like it it seemed like my machine should be able to handle it better than it did and we are currently in an era of pc ports being pretty abysmal um especially at launch i will say that even on the like beast machine it defaulted to using dlss and rendering at 19 uh, uh 1080p um hmm. and hmm. even then like there were times where it would hitch right like it wasn't just like and that and thus it was smooth as butter on this beast machine it was uh, just better it, it was like it worked well 90 percent of the time and then 10 percent of the time it would like have this weird slowdown where it would like hit sub 30 for you know a few seconds um so the last part of this puzzle, though, the the thing that really kind of floored me <laughs> was, so we do all these missions together, and it's like we're winding down around this time. But I was like, it, I it tells you it, it, the game is the honest game, about this up yes, front. You just can't honest. like you just can't fully believe the game will work this way. All the progress you're making through the story is only for the host's game. Yeah, yeah. When you go and you're like okay that was fun i played with kato but kato has to go do other things i want to continue playing so i will host a game come on over to my game you will begin at the beginning of the game or wherever your 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 game was hosted on your computer left off so all the story missions you did in the game y'all were sharing with kato that's all gone and now you are starting a you're you're like picking up progress from where on your pc you left off uh, you keep levels ish, but also when we loaded into my game, that's where we all noticed that like our levels, like our levels were all appearing differently to one another. I had the power upgrade, you know, like I yeah. I had that stuff, so I just I I think that might have just been like a visual bug on the on the on the UI when you were exiting out of the menu. I mean, we got the thing a, is like, I, we got a wild oh, visual bug of some sort when we reloaded back in where it looked like everyone had unlocked their ultimate, their third ability, which is when you hit level f- four, I think. But none mm. of us had actually hit level four. But it was on the no, UI. We were on our way it was level, on the UI all of a sudden. <laughs> like Yeah, there was it was yeah, it was rendering that stuff strangely. And and the thing is, like I can certainly understand why story progress would get complicated for the mm-hmm. game to keep track of and why that it would it would eliminate that as a form of progression that is carried across uh multiplayer sessions. But like I unlocked the safe house. Yeah. Let the safe house stay unlocked. Like, let the fast travel, like, let exactly. these things that are 
and and because I, I actually don't knock it for the story bits because I can see how the game would get really confusing on how it's tracking all of that between different different sessions. But things that are non narrative based, um, like a safe house, just like a, a a fast travel point, I leave that in there so yeah. that when I am doing the story parts, like I can get to that stuff faster, I can move through it faster. Um, I found that to be like a, a frustrating uh, progress gatekeeping because it just when we get into got into Rob's game, it was like. I don't want to go through that town again that way, <laughs> the way we did before. You don't wanna, yeah, but hang on. Maybe the second time through, you have more time to read all the little notes you find in the environment with little journal entries like, hmm, things seem pretty bad in this town day and day. <laughs> oh, the disappearances are picking up. Wonder what could be going on. Things seem even worse. They're getting a little creepy in this town. I hope... <laughs> I hope, uh, you know, my husband comes back from the store. It's taking him longer to get home than I would think. And it's just like, it's it's not terrible writing. But also, mm. if, again, if you're, if you're going to the arcane thing, there is none of that like, ooh, here's fun little stories playing out in the across like the like records that you find in the environment. It's just kind of all like flavor text of like vampires in the town and just like hitting that beat again and again yeah no it's 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 not particularly which is especially frustrating because the world details they have here are really good the basic pitch on this game vampire theranos shows up great Uh, already already off to the races but the thing that like has not been made clear so far to this point in the game is that like belief shapes reality because of like psychological phenomena in this world. And so like part of the reason that the vampire gods quote unquote are so powerful is because people believe them to be. And so you have this setting that is talking about like the ways in which we believe the rich to be powerful and in doing so give them that strength. And like, that's, that's, that's a really easy narrative beat to play around with and do some interesting stuff with. And they do nothing. They do nothing with it in a way that is just like deeply frustrating. Uh, I do think it's worth, uh, so Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, did an interview with uh, Kind of Funny, uh, their Xbox podcast, Xcast, this morning, I believe, like right on the heels of uh, this getting like a lot of really, I mean, the reviews across the board were pretty, pretty abysmal Um, there and, uh, you know, the the game coming in with, you know, dropping at 60 frames a second on, on Xbox and launching with 30, like just a lot of negativity. Uh, around it's worth uh you know uh, reading a couple of of quotes from from spencer about the game um quote uh there's nothing that's more difficult for me than disappointing the xbox community and just to watch the community lose confidence uh be disappointed i'm disappointed i'm upset with myself we'll revisit our process back to the announcement of 60 frames a second and then we weren't shipping 60 frames a second that was our punch in the chin rightfully a couple of weeks ago the critical response was not what we wanted i will pick myself up what can we learn how can we better one thing I'll fight is uh, what went wrong. Uh, there's clearly quality and execution things that we can do. But one thing I won't do is push back against creative aspirations of our teams. I'm a huge supporter of Arcane Austin. Their track record is awesome. I love a lot of their games and that, that they've built. They didn't hit their own internal goals when it launched. I think it's maybe a little simplistic to say, quote, if you would have had just delayed it three months, the core creative of the game would have delivered on something that was different than what it was, end quote. Uh, and then in terms of like what's happening next, um, quote, the team at Arcane is taking the near-term fe- near, near-term feedback. We're still working on 60 frames a second. We have a good timeline for that. We're committed to getting that done. And we're going to continue to work on the game. 
I think we're going to continue to work uh, the game. We've shown commitment to games like Sea of Thieves and Grounded to continue to build games. But I also know these games launch at $70, and I'm going to take full responsibility for launching a game that needs to be great. Um, I don't have the quote in front of me, but well, it's something that was also worth noting that was a little interesting to hear it from an executive was they said that their internal um, reviews, like the consulting uh, reviews they have done where they um, either like have – Media mm-hmm. people consult on the game to do essentially a game review, but it is delivered internally to the company um, or folks internally that are doing a similar process. Th- those came in higher. Like the fact that the game was scoring in the 60s, if you're doing it on a 100 point scale, they expected it to be higher than that. It is rare to have an executive disclose like this process happens literally everywhere. Like mm-hmm. every company does uh, what they call mock reviews. Um, and so it is to, do not take that as though Xbox is doing something uh fascinating or or interesting that is that is industry standard and is very uh when media people leave this job like consulting and doing mock reviews is is pretty normal but uh interesting to see it is um where uh what? where do you, where do you get those cakes where, where can i uh <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, anyone know some oh. hang on i, I, well, I was to gonna ask you if you'd ever done me, one rob me, you just because you had done freelance much longer than i have i thought at one point maybe you would have danced in the, the world of doing a mock review before do we do can we acknowledge the, the the pay difference between a mock review and a, and and a review for a publication? Substantial. Oh, it's, yeah, I huge, would say ten huge. times. I've yes. I've heard ten times. Like yeah, I've heard twenty five hundred versus two fifty. You're getting nineteen nineties magazine rates. Yeah, you're yeah. getting paid per word. <laughs> two hundred and fifty dollars for like a review of a forty to eighty hour video game. Sometimes a mo- a, a mock review would be like twenty five hundred to five thousand in terms of your consultancy budget. It's fucking crazy. Uh, Patrick, I never I never did. I actually did. I had some offers. I don't think I ever did a mock review. I might have done one, but in general, I tended to decline the offers because, like, I just didn't want to deal with the thing of like, oh, but now I have this other relationship. I didn't want to like mix relationships with it felt some like a, of the like, that's places I cover, and that just where felt I've like been, it was going to be a mess. Yes, when I've been in between gigs in the past and had like a PR person reach out that I've worked with at yeah. a publisher and was like, hey, like you would kind of fit the kind of games that we do. You want to do some. Some consulting mock stuff, but I, now, <laughs> but Welcome now, ethics free zone, baby. <laughs> I'd say the economic landscape is that. I would told. I would told you about Redfall. I would have told you <laughs> the economic headwinds are turning, and Rob Zachney would love would love to consult for your video game. Yeah, I, you know, or maybe uh, they fucked up and gave the good bill to the mock reviewer. I mean, it's it's hard, it's hard to know. Like, let's not let's be clear. Like Spencer is going out doing the uh, like, hey, I'm going to go out there and take the hard questions. Like when we're in the midst of, you know, something that isn't going really well for us. And I also admire he throws the shield up around the team there. Like I think as best I think as best he can, like like I think the process he is defending sounds like a decent one in principle, though the results like raise concerns. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there is no getting around the fact that like arcane austin didn't deliver like on the assignment here the question is about that but like delaying a few months wouldn't have changed things uh i don't know like maybe it would have but i do see pretty profound problems here like could like maybe this was a game this was a game in a place where already it was clear that like this just isn't it isn't coming together right but they they let you know um we we just i floated this when we were playing it where if you t- the game that is exists right now, the Redfall that exists right now, if that shipped as 
an early access thing. I don't know that people would be over the moon for it, but I think people would look at it and go, there's promise here. Like this could be something interesting a year mm-hmm. from now. And Microsoft just did this with Grounded, a game that I have not played, but I have heard nothing but awesome things about. And that it wasn't perfect or had even a ton of content when it launched a year, year and a half ago. But the 1.0 that happened, uh, I think, like last year, I've heard like rave reviews about what Obsidian was able to put together. And that is an example of like a studio going off script and doing something fundamentally different and then finding their footing through a, a process with the community. But like launching a game at $70, having it come out of the gate really hot and creatively like not have like like closed the loop. This isn't a game that I expect them to iterate on for a year. I expect them to deliver 60 frames a second. I expect them to deliver like the DLC that was already being worked on. And I expect them to do the sort of like balance and design tweaks that were like you would expect from a big game that is just shipped. This isn't something that's going to feel like fundamentally different a year from now. It's just going to be like a better version or a cleaner version of what already exists. And I think as we've all pointed out, like the the problems here go deeper than, you know, the UI elements showing what level uh, is like correct when we join a multiplayer game. Well, the one caveat I'll say is we don't like, I don't think we know yet how the whole picture comes together, right? Sure. Like the, and we're, we're not going to find out because I'm not going to play enough to see what like <laughs> mid to late game is, but like, it is possible that there's a, like there is a payoff coming that we just haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And if you can smooth out this onboarding stuff and like make the whole thing hang together, because I think so much of like, one reason we're not going to see this is also because like there's just a lot of annoying friction to play the game. Uh, you know, every time we every time we get kicked from the session, I, I stared for a long time with the like connect uh, button. I was I was real unsure <laughs> if uh, you know I just don't take this as a sign. But maybe there is something that as you play along, uh, sort of the like the fact that you're sharing uh, an an open world and going on adventures across this 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 really like detailed space maybe that begins to pay off maybe as you get Mm -hmm. deeper into those skill webs and encounter different enemy types you do start seeing like oh there are cool systemic interactions happening here but i think it has the problem of because they gated so much of what your character can do right at the start and then maybe interesting enemies show up later but right now everything is a trash mob effectively there is nothing in the first like you know two three hours of the game that indicates an interesting shooter is going to break out here or that like you will have an interesting time playing it. And, you know, it's a very far cry. Like if I wanted to like the destiny comparison invites itself because even like beating up on trash mobs and destiny is fun because the weapons are fun. Things feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, traversal feels good. Uh, you know, it's, it, it even like destiny at its most uh like least challenging least engaging is still kind of like has this baseline satisfaction that keeps you in it and then it doesn't take long before you start seeing enemies that that mix things up and force you to like change tactics or 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 change weapon loadouts here it's just those you know the entire onboarding stage of this is like none of this is fun and there might be different like ways of playing this game but like I see no reason to experiment with that because like all the challenges you encounter play out the exact same way. So, you know, why am I going to shift approaches to try to make my own fun with a sandless sandbox? (laughs) Anyway, 
Uh, so that's Redfall, and yep. you know, I, I wah, wah, wah. yeah, you know, it, it stinks it, though. We just don't get that many arcane games, and you know, yeah. to to have this one not click, even for what it was, even though it was fundamentally trying to do something a little bit different than what I expect from the studio or, or like from the studio. You know, you gotta respect. You know, studios trying different things. Maybe they'll make something you like that you didn't. You know, like a Hi-Fi Rush. I wanted Evil Within three. I still want Evil Within three. But hell yeah, I'm glad they made uh, Hi-Fi Rush. That game is that game is sick. Uh, you just don't get games from the studio uh, or just from studios in general, right? Games take so long, and so to have a creative misfire means, all right, you know, is the next time an arcane logo is on my PC yeah. or Xbox two years from now, like. And I'm just bummed that Redfall didn't turn out well. Like, yeah, like, and that stinks. And whatever Spencer says, does that like internally, are they actually, we, we totally believe in this team or is this going to be no clue? No, yeah, clue. that's, that's the, that's another part of this. Uh, but anyway, we'll leave Redfall there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Question here. No, get, go to the next one. All right. Here's what I've been sitting on for a minute. <laughs> and it's relevant actually. Oh, cool. Uh, but I won't be able to answer it, so hopefully people can write in and answer it. Dear Waypoint, what was the first game to establish the loot color hierarchy of gray, green, blue, purple, orange? Hmm. Regards, Waz. My assumption would be it was Diablo. That's where I first encountered it, but does it predate Diablo? Hmm. Every game pretty religiously sticks to this, right? Like, like it. I'm, I feel yeah. like there may have been games that mixed around purple and orange, what it signified. Um, but I think it's pretty stable now. Yeah. Do you think it was Diablo? A, yeah, a, a, a cursory Google search is suggesting that the concept of color-coded loot rarity is popularized with the 1996 game Diablo, huh. whose designer, David Brevik, took the... Uh... Took the idea from the roguelike video game Ang Band. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's not so. I guess it looks like perhaps uh, Ang Band uh, from Wikipedia is a dungeon crawling roguelike video game derived from <laughs> Umoria. So does it go deeper into Umoria? <laughs> I, I'm not <laughs> sure. Go deeper. The current version of Ang Band is available for uh, all major operating systems, including Unix, Windows, Mac OS, and Android. Is identified as one of the major roguelikes by. John Harris. The goal of Angband is to survive 100 floor levels of the Fortress Angband in order to defeat Morgoth. The game is reputed mm. to be extremely difficult. So it sounds like Diablo popularizes a concept yeah. that existed in roguelikes. Um, yeah. And this comes out in 1990 is the original. Uh, so it goes as far back as 1990 and then 1996. Wow. Diablo uh, mm-hmm. takes it mainstream. And now... We're going to take a quick break here. <laughs> and hey, remember Waypoint Plus listeners, get the podcast ad free. Uh, you can <laughs> learn now, more at waypointplus.com. Still true. That guess. Oh, people like people are not dissuaded. People are signing up. They're like, we have to fund your last month. <laughs> yeah. We have to we right. have to make sure like Vi- we've seen the headlines about Vice. You kids are getting your severance. We're gonna make sure of it. Uh so you know. God bless y'all uh, for, for, for doing that. You, But for, for those who may also want to tilt at a windmill, go to waypointplus.com <laughs> and see how you can get uh, the ad-free feed. We'll be back after this. Actually, you know, 
since there's a lot of uncertainty about how we turn this off, how we <laughs> how we bring the great machine to its close, uh, we talked to the folks who run Waypoint Plus, and what we can do right now is we paused all renewals till sometime after June second. Uh, at which point, hopefully, we will figure out what's happening with this, how it, what the what the wind down process looks like. But in the meantime, for people who you know, have active subscriptions and were signed up. We stopped the thing where you're just going to get rung up. Uh, like it would be very poor form if you got rung up for a donation to Waypoint Plus on June second. Let us say. Uh, so we've we've taken steps to make sure that won't happen. There will be no uh, additional charges for active members um, as we as we wind this down. If you're a new member, I don't know. Probably they want their five dollars, but I assume you knew that going in. <laughs> That's your own fault. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Ren. Hi. I think it's safe to say that Street Fighter V was not beloved. No, not even a little bit. No, not even not even really a tiny bit. If we're and after afraid. a rocky launch, we never got to the thing of we will win that community back and like, you know, win win people over. Well, it feels like it it, it it got better. It got better. The last again, the la- the end of Street Fighter V, uh, with the Ido- with IDOM's Evo run. Uh, is the best send off that game could have gotten. Uh, Idom, Idom, fucking like a phoenix from the ashes, made Street Fighter V look good, uh, and like people <laughs> really liked it for a consistent period of time, which is not the case. However, it, it, it ended up in an okay place. Street Fighter VI, on the other hand, people are very excited about because that game is gorgeous. Um, it is extremely pretty. Um, it adds a ton of new system mechanics that I think are really interesting and have a ton of potential. Uh, and I played it at a press event uh, last week. Oh, uh, like like what day? I'm just curious. Was anything going yeah, on? When you, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was Friday. The, the day after we were told. The day, that the day we're, after. So how, so how many well wishes did you have to fend off? Zero. Like, okay, nobody was like. No one knew me. No one in that fucking room knew me or had any idea who I was. That was a room full oh, of, I believe, God. influencers. So I was. Oh. I was good. That was content creators. So I did not have to know anyone. At least I believe. I wasn't. I didn't actually ask who anyone else in that room was. I just know I didn't recognize any of them. And so I assumed they weren't games press. Um, which is all to say that, um, I played Street Fighter 6, um, I played about 90 minutes of the, like, normal you-can-just-fight-people, uh, you can fight the other characters in the video game, the, uh, the video game that you bought mode, uh, and then I put about 90 minutes into their world tour mode, which is their, like, 
arcade beat em up like fighting game RPG uh that they've <laughs> also wait me? like sorry like beat em up like you know, it's not you're, actually on, you're on the streets getting in fights or is oh it like but yeah a, i can walk up you can walk up to anybody and be like do you want to fight right now wait wait and i'm not doing a bit i'm, I'm shaken <laughs> i'm not doing because street fighter 5 it was just like narrative vignettes of like no hey these characters are like oh no. good to see you let's yeah. brawl and then no. you just do street fighter matches no, that's, that's no, no, your no. standard World's fighting game story campaign. mode yeah no right? wrong <laughs> foolish um Foolish. No, that's arcade mode. No, World Tour, you make a character, Rob. Oh, yes. In a character creator. Yeah. It's a very involved character creator. I've seen some uh, can make real some freaks. fucked up guys. Yeah, you've you can seen make some, some real freaks online. Ooh, you can make some <laughs> real grimy boys. What and if, so you go what if the real tall, creator. but tiny little arms? Like real tall, but tiny little T-Rex arms. Like real big, strong legs, but tiny little affect, T-Rex arms. Will it affect their actual reach? Like yes. will yeah. oh interesting <laughs> yeah it will um and so you make your little character you go into the world and there's just regular human beings walking around Metro City uh and you can beat the shit out of them if you see someone on the street and you're like I want to tussle ooh oh you can go you can go rounds with them you can what is you can, what is what is like is it uh you just punch them in the face and then like a combat begins or like no. is a little dialogue i put like is it no, just like, like hey this is up. a world where people just love to fight it's a world where people love to see you walk up and you like clasp hands and you do the like fucking uh um, commando like yeah 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 predator, yeah, predator. predator. the yes. predator yeah. grasp and then you fight each other or alternatively you use one of your world abilities and you do a special move on them that that starts the fight with them being weakened so you can truly just roll up and just get <laughs> someone you could you could show up and be like guess what motherfucker i'm going to show you can you in the street you're with your kids today. Not anymore. Now you're fighting me. Are there people with kids like walking around? I didn't. I don't remember actually. I'm just. I'm just like because it seems like maybe this is actually more of a you know look you co- you come to live here. This is fight city, baby. I, <laughs> this is fight city. Yeah, it's legal. Let me pull up. A, let me pull up a clip. Street because Rob looks in confused. World. Oh, I'm, just, I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking I about living this. in a world where, like, randomly uh, a Street Fighter person could come I love, and just wreck your shit. I love the uh, the uh, the deck. That's what it's called, right? The subtitle. Yeah. I. How long have we been doing this? I've suddenly forgotten mm-hmm. the word for that. Mm-hmm. It is correct. Yes, that's the yeah the thing that goes under the headline. Yeah, uh, on the Game Informer uh, preview article, like a dragon punch. Yeah. That's cute. I have uh, seen uh, <laughs> headlines that were comparing it to like uh, Yakuza Light. Yeah, right, yeah, right. and it's it's fine. Here's the thing: it's not for me. Um, it does not have what I go to fighting games for, which is like combat. I don't depth. think it's meant for you though, right? No, like it's I think not, in theory, this is supposed to be for me. Right? Is like yeah. hey. Well, uh, hang on, but like, Ren, are you saying that mode or the entire game? That mode. Like, okay. This yeah. mode. Street Fighter still mode, feels good. Like. This mode does not lock you into, but pushes you oh, this towards great. This the is... um towards the modern control scheme. And the modern control scheme is uh what's the word? Uh worse. It's worse. Uh, for me. when you'd like to fight somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Level Patrick. two Dahlia, this lady in a dress is just like fucking let's throw down. Um 
but uh, I think the world tour mode is, um, to me, not fun. It's not like fun or interesting. It's kind of uh, uh, bad um, because you're just able to spam basic like special moves against them and they can't really respond to it or you can just throw them infinitely because the AI is not very good uh, on like the random people in the street. And so like... But, but seen as like a... um like long version of a training mode in which like, look, city going no, to a training mode. No. Like I don't want to sit and memorize the moves. I like show me all the moves and I'm going to sit here and no. just practice them. Um, no. I, this is giving too many Yakuza vibes. No, like, too, there's it's too not, much Patrick. judgment happening here where it's, uh, this is oh, not, I yeah. wouldn't, this is not like an extended version of the training mode. Uh, you only your character only has access to abilities from like NPCs and like Street Fighter characters they've met in the world. So, for example, you can borrow some of like Chun Li's special moves or some but of after like you meet Chun Li. Yes, exactly. Okay, only well, after on. you meet her in the story do you get access to her like moves. Um, and so, like it's 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 fine, but like again, Patrick, like this is I I would say it's not like a training mode because it again wants you to use the modern control scheme, which is I to my knowledge not particularly usable in like competitive play. Um But I don't want to be in competitive play. No, but I just that, but, then, but then you're learning. The, the, but then what yeah, uh, but, but yeah, no, yeah, no if, if the end state of playing Street Fighter is going to my local tournament, that's not that's not what I consider to be the end state necessarily. What do you consider the end state to be? For me personally, yes. it's just like having a good time. Then yeah, you'll have a gr- then you'll have a great time with this. Yeah, it's not yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm agree. I'm just sort of trying to come at it from the perspective like I don't know that there's a version of this that would be for you necessarily. This may not still be be a bad mode. Like it's their first time doing something this big. We have seen single like the closest analog to this is you know Rob all of the sports games that have tried single player versions right, and that has gone up like that is not a, a universal good. In all of these games, they don't always, uh, they aren't always uh, interesting or or successful. Yeah, concept the concept doesn't always work. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's kind of a I think there's like an engaging, goofy energy to this for sure. Uh, but also, if like if it is mostly just you're walking up to people and like you know spamming special them up moves, with, yeah, with like square. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll be a little bit tedious. But that is uh, what it was for the yeah. hour and a half I played. Um, like it was, it was to the point where, so the demo I, I I did was about three hours long. Uh, they wanted us to stay in world tour mode. Uh, and I didn't. So I left, uh, earlier, like it, like it technically went to like five 45 and I like finished at like five ish. Cause I was just like, I don't think I need any more of this. Um, I would have much rather been given like two hours to actually play the video game. Um, yeah. To actually play the fight as opposed to an hour. But and it was like half, one of those events then, where it's like, okay, gang, we're moving on to world tour mode. Yes, and exactly. It's like, yeah. but I was actually getting a lot out of the other mode. Yeah. It's always yeah. frustrating when an event goes that way. Yeah. And like, I was having, I was actually like having fun, like learning about this system. Like, I have thoughts about the other mode. Like, world tour, I have no thoughts about yeah. other than like, I don't like it very much. Let's go to the, the other actual, mode then. Uh, like, actual, like, Core Street Fighter. Core Street Fighter. Great. I'm thrilled. Uh, the system mechanics they've added in this game. Uh, I'm trying to remember the actual name of I think it's like the drive gauge, maybe that maybe the term that they're using. But there is basically a set of new universal moves and like universal resources that all characters have access to. 
Um, one of them basically is a gives you super armor, uh, and then has you do like a, an attack with like a big stun, uh, and so it can be like really punishing uh, if someone hits you with the wrong thing. But you can beat that with a parry. Uh, by doing a drive parry, which like completely like nullifies like all damage and like stuns the opponent slightly. Um, and those basic system mechanics are great. Um, I like the resource that they're using. Um, you also have overdrive attacks, which are improved versions of your specials that use that same gauge. Um, but the thing that I really liked was I, I, I put time primarily into Menon, who is the like new, I believe she's a dancer. Um, no, yes, she's a, an ice skater and Olympic judoka. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, she fucking rules. <laughs> uh, and she's a grappler. Uh, and to put like this into context, grapplers in fighting games are uh, almost universally hated by everyone mm-hmm. who doesn't play them uh, because grapplers work on the um, I only have to be right once school of game design, which is like if other characters have to guess right eight times in a match to like fully kill someone because the, their combos only do so much damage. Grapplers only have to be right once or twice. Like it, they have are extremely high risk, extremely high reward, which can make playing against them a fucking nightmare. Uh, and they're also like usually like referred to as like big body characters. So they are heavier. Um, they can be sometimes harder to combo with, et cetera, et cetera. Right. This is the standard role that grapplers fall into. Menon is a grappler but one that I think is very smartly designed in that she doesn't become a you-only-have-to-be-right-once character until you've earned that. Where every time she lands one of her grabs, um, it increases the power of the next grab across the course of the game. Not, like, the course of the round. Over the course of, like, the set. So, like, if you are in, like... (laughs) If you're in a best two out of three and you lose the first one but get a couple of grabs off, you will go into round two and three significantly stronger. Uh, And so, effectively, she's a momentum-based grappler, which is, like, not really a thing in this way. Uh, And the fact that... Have they ever done anything that's going to go from, like, round to round across a set? Yeah, some games definitely okay. do this. This no, is like, like this... Street Fighter. Has Street Fighter ever done it? I think. I think so. did did what's his face is like mask and claw stay down if you didn't pick him up before the round end? Or did we set it round? I forget. But I there think, were... I think they stay down. Yeah, but this is not like novel. This is not like yeah. novel even for, even by Street Fighter standards. I do not believe. Um, however, it's a really cool implementation of this because yeah. it means that effectively Menon gets to be extremely fucking powerful. Her level five grabs are disgusting. They will take away like a quarter, like a third of your health bar if you're not careful um, from a single combo. Uh, but she has to work for it by like land having landed grabs with like weaker versions of all of her abilities earlier in the match. Um, and I really, really like her basic combo structure. I really like uh, her central mechanics. Uh, the only problem was that I went to this preview event and I did not have access to the kind of controller that I used. And so I felt like I was flopping around like a little dumb fish baby, like a Gee, little yeah. stupid baby fish, just, just give- slapping my slapping my dumb hands 
across the fight stick and across the PS5 controller. I was about to ask, did they give you pads or, or fight sticks? It gave us access to both. The problem is that I know how to use neither effectively, mm. uh, especially because Minon's combos are pretty execution intensive. Um, yeah. They have like some pretty tight timing windows in there. And as someone who doesn't use stick, I was not able to like execute them properly. Are you because Xbox I, controller or no, 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 no. I use keyboard um, uh, or a hitbox, hitbox uh, which is a leverless. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I want a leverless controller. The problem is that they're $300. Um, but yeah, I, I play leverless. And so trying to play with a a traditional fight stick, uh, made me try and almost lose my fucking mind. Uh, as did playing with a basic, um, controller at one point, shout out to the, shout out to the guy, the guy at the agency that was holding this event walked past. I was like, yeah, I hate using pad. I'm not good at it. And he's like, you're doing fine on pad. And I was like, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you, thank you for thank you for the patron for the patronage. Uh, but yeah, I was that was the only like thing that like I think that the, the event was definitely a little bit mired for me by the fact that I had just been laid off and I was using a control scheme that I did not like um, and I was playing a mode that I did not like. And yet, in spite of all of these factors, I came away really impressed and like really excited for Street Fighter Six. Uh, yeah, the vibes be, around the game have been really good. Okay. Um, Listen, Capcom, we're out of here on June 2nd, the release of Street Fighter 6. Oh, shit. You, I, I request, <laughs> I request Capcom, that you do me one final kindness before, before, I'm, before I go off into the, into the great blue yonder. And you, and you please, please give me Street Fighter 6 please. when I'm little. <laughs> Can't please uh, yeah, I, I, I did just submit a like review request mm-hmm. for, or like I got something across my desk for Diablo 4. Uh, four. They were like hoovering up review. Well, they, well, they were like, "We'll it, we'll probably we'll reach out on June 1st I was like, "Well, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> you better." Well, I mean, I filled out a form. I think, like, <laughs> I, in theory, you know, would get get access and you know. Ooh, delicious codes. I'll say this: I, like a number of PR folk I've talked to have like done the thing of, "Hey, really sorry to hear this has happened. Uh, if you still want." this event invite if you still want these codes like mm-hmm. you know obviously you know happy to send them along uh at least you don't get the the daily like kick in the teeth of like you're not gonna be an outlet by then buddy uh <laughs> so you can wait in line like everybody else uh the, at least you don't get that that doesn't end up happening but yeah if, if street fighter 6 can can overcome all those headwinds then uh you know maybe something special is going on it sounds oh, sounds I'm really excited. great the fighting game freak has logged on and she's mostly satisfied. <laughs> but wouldn't you like a mock review from somebody who doesn't play fighting games at all and has no idea what the state of the genre is? Don't you want some sort of insight into that segment of the market? Hey, hit me up. You know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Welcome to, my, welcome to my doesn't know shit consultancy firm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'll be honest. Me, ask me anything. Can't answer. <laughs> Look, the problem is everyone's like, you get too many experts. You get too many people who know shit. What about the mm-hmm. novice who has who hasn't even really figured out mm-hmm. what they're showing up to? How do you well, reach those people? Talk to me. Welcome to fuck if I know games. That's uh, that's how we approach every day. We're a consultancy firm built around not knowing shit. <laughs> 
hey, it's it's question bucket time. So I guess we can just uh, you know we we can just dig into it. But which question bucket are you picking out of the now? current one? Well, this is technically a, a transition, so I think you have to go to the bottom again. <laughs> I will go to the bottom. Thanks, Rob. Me just thanks, uh, thanks, thanks. Let me just resort here. The people from March uh, twenty seventeen. Thank you. It's like it's like a, it's like when you drop a, a liquid ball bearing down the big tube that they make ball bearings in, and it pings off the ground. We're doing that. Got to go to the bottom mm-hmm. of the bucket. Can go back to the top, Rob can't start at the top your bearing won't be done brad writes dear waypointalists i've always believed that a game's design possesses its own aesthetic but too often the critical discourse around the medium continues to judge design choices in black and white man we all talked so differently back here back then 2017 (laughs) we're all just like fun we're just like like speaking in essays and writing in essays it's the the height of waypoint intellectualism and now and now it's like hey guys like what kind of greasy ass food you want to put in your fucking chompers like do you feel weird (laughs) all right uh, My mouth too, hurts. But too often, the critical discourse Good or bad. around the medium continues to judge design choices in black and white terms like good and bad or broken. People who are willing to say a game's visual design or music can be appreciated largely as a matter of personal taste will still fall into the trap of dismissing gameplay systems or mechanics they don't find engaging as misguided or ill-considered or even accidental. This feels like a terrible disservice to the art of game design, which can result in a tableau of interlocking systems that are every bit as composed and intentional as other collaborative works of art. And like other mediums, uh, every not every game's, de- game de- game's design aesthetic will appeal to everyone the same way. At times, it feels like certain games end up being evaluated not for what those choices accomplish, but rather for failing to bend to theoretical mainstream expectations. Thoughts? I mean, so that's, true, bestie. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 kind of the whole thing with criticism, right? It's like you can only. I can't uh, imagine outside myself totally. Like it's right. it's like it, it is possible. Like so, I think there's a couple things. Like it, like there are games where I can say this game is making choices differently from a different like genre standard. And mm-hmm. I, here's why I think that genre standard, like there's a reason it defines the space. Like if we're talking like Redfall and destiny, right? Like there's a reason we go to destiny a lot to yeah. discuss like how things work. That game has its issues, but there's certain things it's very, very good at. Uh, and so that does so, like sort of form maybe an unfair ex not expectation, but like informs how you see things operating in that space. And, I think I'd like to think I can still see where people are making different choices from like what Bungie did with destiny and like going for something different and like try to like evaluate that in terms of how well does it work for me? But like, you know, reading this, reading this letter after like talking about a game like Redfall, I think the the problem is I can't totally like, there's two things I can't. um, I can't from what I am playing, parse out what the underlying concept is here that if everything was working well right the thing that like they thought was they were building toward that was really going to be fun i can't quite parse out what that looks like because there's too many places where the thing feels slightly out of joint uh but the other the other part of it is you know when i look at the things that it is doing differently from from games i do like the ways it is leaving me cold i can't quite get to the place where 
while these combat encounters feel bad to me and uninteresting, I can imagine the people who do like this kind of combat encounter because it just feels like a profoundly broken and interesting combat encounter. Yeah, I think that, like, honestly, I think that the industry has gotten oak not not good, but certainly like okay about occasionally, at least on from like a critical standpoint. Uh, I think it has become commonplace for people to go maybe just not for me uh, a little bit more frequently in the last few years, which is which has been good to see um, in the in the six years since this question. <laughs> I've always so I think actually like doing too much of this has been one of my big weaknesses as a critic, though, like going like going back a long time. Because I've always, so many games I've played where it's like, I can kind of see, like, why someone might like this. But it's not working for me. But there's a lot of games where I give them a huge benefit of the doubt. Because I'm like, you know, like, there are people who enjoy these these sorts of systems that might enjoy what this what this game is going for. But I often go back and I read those reviews. And I see myself hedging too much. Like, it's, it is too much like imagining another person who likes things maybe i don't like did you find that it tends to be in games that are more broad like speaking to broader audiences and thus like have like this big umbrella big tent design whereas like you're less likely to fall into that trap when you know like no actually for, for, like think, you specifically it's like, it's the some, reverse. like okay so you're yeah so you, I, sorry i'd like to cut you up but i think it's a good question no. i was i was interested in it uh, I think it is the reverse where it is actually the experiences coming from like the strategy space and such that make me more likely to do that in other places. Because in the strategy space, so often what people are into gets so specific. Like I saw mm-hmm. the Waypoint Discord the other day was noting uh, that a new game called Rule the Waves 3 came out. There have been two of these other ones. And remember the game I was talking about, um, Ultimate Admiral, Dreadnoughts, where it's yeah. like build your own ship and everything. That game is th- That game is like, by any reasonable standards, really deep down in the weeds, gnarly, like design your own ships and and have them go fight. Rule the Waves, this is the third installment of this. People love this shit. People in my life, like people I talk to in strategy spaces, adore this fucking game. If you look up Rule the Waves 3, it is like Windows 3.1 style interface. Uh, it is basically like spreadsheet manager, but for battleships. And that good, is how that game. Good God. <laughs> and so the like. I'm looking at it now. So getting in, like coming from strategy space, there are so many places where it's like, okay, I don't like this, but I also know exactly who it is for. Mm-hmm. And they're going to eat, they're going to eat this shit up. And I think that ended up extending to a lot of my criticism of like broader, more mainstream games, because in the strategy space, I sort of have like, if I'm speaking to people who are exactly like me, I'm probably speaking to like very few people. So I do need to be able to unpack like, okay, if we're talking about like which bucket of Forex game sicko we're like, we're discussing here or mm-hmm. grand strategy person, I need to sort of be able to imagine like, how do the people in the various, how would the very people in the various buckets react to this game where 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 is it actually trying to fall how well might it succeed but i think it's a flawed approach the more i've sort of meditated over it because fundamentally like if i'm not in that bucket i can't actually speak right to what folks there would like i think i know what they like but i'm not in there with them so i don't actually know and so i think this is where i end up if anything i've probably been uh too willing to hedge along those lines by thinking about the cons- like thinking about the person that this construction of the game 
could have been intended for. You're you're making up a guy in your head to be nice to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I th- I think this is the big thing that people kind of don't really consider about criticism very often of like any media. Honestly, like look or look at like the way that people reacted around react around movie uh, reviews these days. Just like the person is most likely to that is doing any sort of criticism is most likely to pull on their own, like be able to pull on their own specific experiences and their specific tastes. And the point of you, like of there being many critics that exist in the world is that you can find someone who aligns with your tastes and you can like compare different people's tastes to try to get, get a better sense of a thing before you interact with it. But like, there's, I mean, you know, we're human beings. There's no way you're going to accurately predict somebody else's like, likes and dislikes uh apart from just kind of generalization. Right. I can play a game and I'm like, oh man, my friend Kata would really love all the card <laughs> mechanics in this. And oh my god. <laughs> but then Kato actually gets it and is like, well they suck. Because it's just like it's it's they're 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 bad card mechanics and like the concept doesn't work and here's why. And because Kato's in that space, Kato can unpack cards. like here's why why it misfires. <laughs> the amount of times that people have maybe have been like pointing me towards a thing that is like, look, it's cards, and I'm just I look at it, I'm mm-hmm. like Every I don't, every that every month on Waypoint, it's like it's like Christmas with the relatives who are like, "Oh, we got you a card game. We know how you love card games, Kato. Yeah. Hey, take a little picture with the here. Put the card game in front of your chest. Say yeah. cheese. And look, I'm, I'm I'm happy to to get the deluge so that I can pick out the ones that actually seem interesting because sometimes you might miss something otherwise. But still, there are a lot where it's just like the base premise is like, ah, that's not enough to pull me in. So I'm gonna. I'm going to pass it by, but yeah, like just this idea of like, there's no, I don't know. There's no way to like, really like fully be outside your, yourself and your, your and, and yet, history. So like, <laughs> all that's true. The one that, the thing that comes to mind for me is, um, I just don't give a shit about customizing my characters or like base building things in games. Yeah. And so like Fallout 4, for example, I don't think that game's very good, but it was weird for me to play that game initially because it was clear the game was communicating to me, hey, base building, customization, this is a huge part of what we're doing mm-hmm. here. And I said, I'm going to sweep that aside and I'm going to see what the story is here. And I didn't think the story was very good, but I know that like a huge part of what people loved about Fallout 4 was all of that stuff. And I can look at it and go, I can paint the picture of who this is for. I bet they're going to like it. I don't like it. Do I think the game is then bad because I don't like it? Jedi Survivor is a small version of this. Kato, mm-hmm. I don't need 900 little lightsaber pieces. I'm never going <laughs> to change that thing over the next 40 hours. But I know some people are probably yeah. going to go, this is sick that they have made 300 different little lightsaber pieces I can change in and out. For me, as a critic, then, it is unsatisfying for me to solve a puzzle, and in that box is a little thing at the bottom right. of the lightsaber that gets to change. Yeah, That is unsatisfying to me. But is it's, it's satisfying to a lot of people. <laughs> and so how do I... How do I interpret that yeah. and like think about how I'm thinking about the game? It has accomplished its goal relative to what I am satisfied by. I would rather the power up or something else right. there as the reward. Right. But I can recognize that there is going to be a lot of people that go, 
that's sick. Yeah. Like, actually, I do want like that piece on on my lightsaber. And so that's like because that is like customizability is a is a big thing with me that I just do I think, not broadly give a shit about. But, and so then I have trouble grappling with games that make that a huge component of of themselves because I don't necessarily know what to do with right. it. Right. I think ultimately what we end up doing, like what good criticism ends up doing, is like acknowledging that sort of thing like up front as like a I am not this type of person so i can't right. i can imagine that maybe someone will enjoy that thing but then you point out the rest of the things around it that you do enjoy and can like speak to more personally right but this like the the kind of question asker there was like this like second form of like just the imagining of that other person that exists was was being left on the table right okay like you know what was actually like Ended up being a really good exercise for me. Hmm. Reviewing that fucking TV. <laughs> it wasn't a video game. Uh-huh. It was one of the uh-huh. most specific, like, th- it was it was a type of, like, criticism or review I hadn't written, like, ever. It was out of my wheelhouse. And it was one of the specific things I had written because it was, like, I had read so many generals' takes on this thing. And I'm, like... But here's why I here's what I needed it to do. Here's what I wanted in this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And like here as someone who cares about those things is how it actually lands in reality. And that process was really clarifying because it was a lot of stuff that I've almost like trained myself out of doing when like talking about games. And here it was like I think because of also how like the OLED flex become like almost a running gag on the podcast that like we we're starting from this position of it's almost a joke that I'm doing this to begin with because this is so far down this fucking rabbit hole. So I'm just going to be a total like I'm just going to go completely like buck wild on this and review the shit out of this thing, get really specific and like focused in on marginal details about this that matter a lot to me. And at the end of that process, I was like, there was a lot there that I don't fully like grant myself permission to do when reviewing a game now. Um, and so it ended up being like a good exercise because it was like a lot of habits that I've sort of trained myself into were taken away with the context. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was, it was, it was just an odd thing. Cause I don't know. I, I, I can't, I, I don't fully know where the story become almost reflexive for me. Uh, but it's like, I think it does stem from the fact that like, there is a lot of, especially, you know, as you, as you hang out in this job, you do get more and more people asking, like, <laughs> it's funny, you review a game and you'll have people respond to your tweet of the review asking you like, so should I get it? Like, you know, what do you, like, what do you, but a lot of times it's framed as what do you think of it from me? If it's a friend or something. Right. And you will get a lot of people who want to know what, like how you evaluate it for someone like them. And so I think I began to like start writing uh, a little bit to try and answer a bit what people were already asking, which is like, well, for someone who doesn't bring all those like biases uh, and like, like niche interests that you do, uh, like how would you, how you evaluate if you can set, set aside some of that stuff. And I like being helpful. I like answering people's questions. So so I started kind of reflexively doing that of like, well, actually, you know, for someone real different than me, maybe, maybe you would like it. Maybe it is good. And uh, yeah, I didn't say you get there. Um, I think broadly that 
I think broadly that answers that question. I think I think fundamentally, like I I, I think it's it's what what Brad's alluding to here is, is kind of untenable uh, for 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 a critic um, in terms of of how things live in the world. Um, let's go back to the modern question bucket. Do wait, uh, sorry, you yeah. got this, Rob. What about your heart out? Uh, that is a very good point. <laughs> Uh, that is that is a great truly point. Truly incredible. Woo. Truly, truly. Rob, you are a master of the form. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's bye. Are we good? <laughs> that's a podcast, right? That's a fun. That was a good question. Look, that was a great yeah, question. That was, that was a great question, great question was from the question. past. Like that took that was like a full ten minute answer. Like, thank you, twenty seventeen. All right. Well. Uh, that's a wrap on today's episode of Waypoint Radio. Fuck capitalism. Go home. <laughs> I'm no. hitting stop on my recording. Did you no, have I'm six hitting, more no, minutes? I'm hitting stop. Do- I'm hitting stop. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. All right. Let's go on uh, thirty-three. Wait. Hold on. My desk not, not picking up my microphone. It's not recording. Let's anymore. go later. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. Let's just you know. It's not my device. Device is like guys. Let's be bad. Let's go later. <laughs> let's make a day of it. Time to take a turn about the room. Uh, <laughs> But we do need to hurry because uh, we're just trying to catch a break in the vomit storms, I guess. Uh, no, we're we're. I mean, yes, but it's my wife's problem at the moment, and then it'll be my problem. In a couple Damn, hours. that's called parenting. Unfortunately, like uh, that's no diss on my wife. That is just a high five. Like it's just darkest dungeon rotating your two meat shields. You just rotate. Yes, you are. Yeah, for you know, ho- hopefully we're getting on the other side of it, but. Um impossible to say uh okay i am it's picking it up now all right let's go on 33 today's quote or is it do or do not there is no oh are you are you kidding me there is no try I, oh, it's it's the fucking day. Of oh, course they. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Why does he say there is no try? Motherfuckers should say, should say no try. There is. What are we doing? Not even consistent. <laughs> Not even fucking consistent. Just shut up, you little green bastard. What a gay little frog. <laughs> I watched that guy fucking die last night, and I was like the only person in the theater to go like, woo. <laughs> Oh no, you did not. <laughs> it was a it was a quieter brain. You, it was a quieter ex- woo than that, but <laughs> Kyle, sometimes our online voice yeah. needs to not come out. <laughs> to to AMCA filled. That is other people are gonna mm. this this kid's just straight seco. He likes oh. it when Yoda dies. <laughs> Rest in piss, you green wrinkled frog. <laughs> oh Normal people haven't Listen to hundreds of hours about a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Those people haven't watched the Clone Wars at this point? Yeah, no. (laughs) 